Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Great Scott Podcast. Today, Mike talks with award-winning writer, producer, and director Jillian Bullock. Jillian discusses leaving her job as a reporter for The Wall Street Journal for an opportunity to work on Spike Lee's movie, Malcolm X. That internship turned into a career as an acclaimed filmmaker. Jillian, you've had uh, quite a, a life going from one career to the next, and uh, the career you had before you went into the career that you have now was a pretty lucrative career, and you left that one uh, for entertainment. Was it kind of difficult for you and kind of scary to leave it? Yeah, it was very scary because I was a, a reporter for the Wall Street Journal newspaper, and of course, that's good money and stability. Uh, good reputation, obviously, for the newspaper. But, but you know, it wasn't my calling. Um, I always wanted to do films since I was a little girl. So I felt once I graduated from college, LaSalle University, and I got an internship on Malcolm X with Spike Lee's movie, I like this is my first foray into the business. So I'm going to take a chance. So I, I gave up the reporter position and then started the film company and then started moving in that direction. <clears throat> so when you got that call for the internship for Malcolm X, did you know by that mm -hmm. point, okay, this is, I mean, I'm I'm done with the work I'm doing now. I'm going to go go do this. Or were you working a little part-time as well? Yeah, I had to work part-time because I had kids. I had to feed them. And the internship for Malcolm X, they didn't pay. So I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Uh, so I was traveling back and forth to New York every day from Philadelphia, um, and you're not getting paid, so it took a toll for a moment there, because like you said, I had to still do a little side job so I could take care of my family. So. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you are a, a very athletic person. Uh, has it been through the athletics that you have gotten your, your discipline to um, keep moving and keep doing what, what you're doing in a very tough, tough business? Oh, def definitely. You know, I, I have uh, two black belts in martial arts. One is in Taekwondo and one is in Wing Chun. So I started taking martial arts when I was like 12 years old. So you always have to do a lot of discipline and focus in order to move up in rank to get to a black belt. So that's what it, it came down to. So that, that doing martial arts went into everything else that I did, like my schoolwork and um, later on, when I had children, you know, how to you know, work with my kids better because you focus, you discipline. So, yeah, it was very helpful, especially going into this business. It's a male-dominated business, and, you know, women aren't usually taken seriously when we're trying to be filmmakers, especially directors. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, first off, what is uh, Wing, Wing, Wing Chun, is you said? Wing Chun. That is the yeah. that is actually the style that Bruce Lee studied oh, okay. when he was first. Yeah, it's Wing Chun, and um, I studied that because of Bruce Lee. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, have you seen all all of Bruce's films? Yeah, more so many times. You know, <laughs> especially when I was you know growing up, because you study him, you got to study the way he fights and his style and um. He was the first, actually, you know, I do mixed martial arts now, which is like jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai and all that. But, you know, Bruce started that years ago before they, they even know it was mixed martial arts. He was always blending different styles of martial arts together. So he he came up with that, uh, with Jiu-Jitsu and all that. That was his style. But it was really like mixed martial arts. 
coach. He was like like the best ever. And it's quite interesting, Jillian, um, how sports and business kind of go together. I mean, if you study out some of the most successful people, they've kind of found their discipline through sports or some kind of sport endeavor. Um, so it kind of really just uh, fascinates me how sports and business kind of go hand in hand. Oh, yeah. If you look at people like Sylvester Stallone and, and um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and all that, they all started from that fitness background and <laughs> went off to do, you know, big things in business. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, governor of California, so and a movie star and a businessman. Uh, so, yeah, you, it's just a lot of focus that you do. Usually people who are, do athletics, they're very driven because they're like, you know, they're disciplined to do the train the way they're supposed to train and eat healthy and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, you could take that and put it into the business side as well. When you're trying to do that, it's still difficult, just like you have to train. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, but you have that discipline, you have that focus and you have that, like that true grit to keep pushing on to, despite what's going on. Now to go along with uh, everything that, that you're, that you're doing, um, you're also a mental health coach. And I think right now is a good time to be talking about this. <laughs> um, and I've struggled with mental health myself. Um, I think that right now everybody kind of is. So uh, what are some ways that, uh, well, I'm sure that people have probably come to you uh, seeking counsel and, and, and your help, but what are some ways that uh, to keep your mental health under control or, or, or what do you tell people when they come to you? You know, it, it it depends on it. It really depends on the person. Like I'm dealing with someone now, uh, someone who's come to me and they're dealing with depression and anxiety. Uh, I'm trying to help them get through this very very difficult portion in his life right now. Um, and you know, I I told for him, I told him he needed to get a dog. <laughs> so people don't understand how dogs are emotional beings. They they're very good to help someone get over emotional issues because they require you not to be in a sense, selfish. You have to help someone else. You have to look upon, you know, take care of that doggy. And then they're lovable. They're cuddle, they'll cuddle with you. They'll, they'll look your face. You know, these little, I mean, it may not seem like it's a big deal, but <laughs> they actually do have emotion. They call it, you know, they have emotional dogs. That They actually have that in therapy. You have emotional dogs. They specifically know how to cheer up people when they're depressed or having anxiety. They're trained for this. People don't know that, but it's true. <laughs> And they, they do things that most other human beings will not do with one another, especially the licking of the face. <laughs> but it's cute and it's cuddly. But that's one thing. But also, I think that's cute and cuddly. Um, but there's also other things. Like, I'm really into meditation and yoga. Um, it has the scientific facts that show how yoga and meditation helps to bring down anxiety levels, stress levels, and has been used to help people who are dealing with all kind of mental health issues like bipolar um, issues, like you said, depression, anxiety, that they teach you how to calm your mind and how to do certain breathing exercises in order to bring the anxiety level down. Um, but that's, that's, again, it's a, a thing that a lot of people don't even think about for some reason. But as me, I tell people about this and I tell them how it helped me with my own, my own issues. Uh, when I had mental health some issues, I had PTSD. Uh, years ago um, from when I was in the military. So um, I use it constantly now, and now I've, I'm, I've studied, and now I've become a yoga instructor, and I'm a mental health coach. Met, you know, I deal with people's spirituality and all that. 
to help them understand how the mind, body, and spirit is connecting. All three are connecting in order to keep them healthy. So that's that's what I I you know go out and help people with. That's what part of my position in my job. <clears throat> and there's another question that I had sent you that I think kind of goes along with this. Um, with the whole corona going on, has it been difficult to maintain your your mental health? Oh no, not at all. Every morning at 4:30, I'm hitting the mat. <laughs> I got um. And I have a little gym in my home, and I have a mat that I have out, and I have my little little mist machines, those like I put um, oils in it that has different smells, and I have different lights that come different colors. They're, they're calming, like a water fountain. The sound of a water fountain is calming. Again, it helps you calm down and breathe through things. 4:30 every morning, I'm up doing this for an hour. Ooh. It helps me start my day. It starts my day out. Um, I can deal with so many things. I, actually, I've gotten stronger mentally, physically, and spiritually, why the virus has been going on. Because I've been taking more time to uh, look at myself and things I need to work on, things that could help me be a better person, be a better coach, um, be a better athlete. So I'm taking this time, and I'm, I also became a vegan <laughs> during this period because that's more it's more healthy for your body to be vegan. Yeah. Um, so I became a vegan. I got certified as a vegan health coach and life coach. That, so I was trying to work, like I said, to make me a better person so when this is, so I can help others. That's that's my whole thing. I want to help others be better mentally, physically, and spiritually. Has that kind of been a passion of yours to be able to help others uh, any way possible? Yeah, because, you know, I had a rough upbringing. You know, I was homeless when I was 15. I was homeless on the streets. I was um, uh, involved with criminal activity. I was involved with prostitution and drugs and all. So... I, when I got off the streets, um, you know, it took me a long time to, you know, get the help that I needed before I went to therapy and all that. Uh, but I understand people's mental health status, and I understand how people are struggling, and I understand the pain that they're in. So I've been there. I understand that. So I can. I think I'm more in a position to help others who are going through these issues because I've, I've been there. Um, but I've overcome it, so I can still see the people, I can let them know there's a way out, there's a, you know, that light at the end of the tunnel, um, and let me help you get there. Now, you've mentioned um, the fact that you have been homeless, and I think I saw in your bio, well, you talked about prostitution, and I think that you have been raped as well, but um, how did you manage to get, get through all of that um, to get to where you're at now? Well, it took a lot of years. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It took a lot of years, a lot of missteps, I should say. Um, I, I didn't know I had PTSD until I started going to therapy, and that's after, that's after I got out of the military, and I learned from going to therapy that I had PTSD. So all these years, I didn't know. Um, now I had to start working on me to get healthy because I, I had to deal with that. I had to face the fact that uh, I have this, and I have to. Uh, come to grips with what happened in my past, and I learned that you know your past doesn't dictate what your future is going to be. Absolutely. Uh, so I had to think with a different mindset, and you know again it, I took a lot of psychology courses um, to help me, and then in, in that sense it was I was able to help others. Looking back on your life, do you ever think to yourself, oh man, look at where I came from? I mean that like. I can't believe I was involved in this to get to where I'm now, to where I'm, I, I'm now at. Oh, yeah, I think about it all the time because, you know, statistically I should not be here considering 
um, a lot of things that happened while I was on the street um, that I should not be here. I should not be, even be alive. Um, but, you know, I am, and I, like I said, I had to um, get the help that I needed. A lot of people don't want to go to therapy. They don't want to go get help or, you know, but it's important. Sometimes you, you can't do it yourself. Sometimes you just need another professional to help you. Or, you know, come, someone comes like me, a life coach, um, also helps people, you know, to get through very difficult times, to under, help them understand how they can grow, to help them understand that this is not the end of the world. There are ways that you can do things to help you heal emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Um, they just need the guidance. They just need the guidance. And that's where I try to help them. And that's one thing I've also noticed. You hit the nail on the head, Jillian, there. Um, it seems like that a lot of people just don't want help. I mean, they want to stay stuck and be complacent to where, where they're at. And it seems like that's becoming all too much of a normal anymore these days. Well, you know what? It, it's I don't think a lot of people want to stay that way. I just think they don't know how to get out of it. I just think they don't know how to get the help that they need. Or they're so bad off mentally or emotionally they just don't know which way to turn. They they think, you know, the best way to get out of this is through drinking or drugs or some other behavior that's not going to help them at all. Um, but, you know, things like this, if they hear like a show like this or something, or they see me in a magazine or a newspaper, they see where my life has come from, where I used to be. A lot of people reach out to me because of that. They say, well, she can understand um, because she's been there. She won't judge me. She won't, you know. <laughs> You know, it's really like it's really you have to connect with these people on an emotional level, and a lot of times that it comes with someone who's already been there, so they they understand. Like if a rape victim came to me, they would understand because they they would say, "Well, she's been through it. I I know she would understand." And um, don't don't judge me for things that I may have done. Like they think you know, like a lot of rape victims think they're the victim because they say I was doing something stupid to get me raped. So I have to go through all this type of you know thought process with them to make them understand it wasn't their fault and this and that. It, it takes it takes time. People uh, are hurting. They're emotionally hurting. So they yeah. need someone who is compassionate. But also I give tough love. It's not, I don't just hold their hand. I give them the tough love too because you have to do that. To, you know, sometimes they need a kick in the butt as well to get them off that, yeah. off the ground, you know. <laughs> you know? Now, you, now, we've talked a little bit about this already, but uh, you got to work on the film Malcolm X, which is a great, great film. I mean, great film. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you got the call to work alongside Spike Lee, did you know then, all right, all my hard work has been worth it? Well, no, because I was, I was an intern. You're a grunt. You're, when you're an intern, you're a grunt. You, you don't, they don't pay no attention to interns. You don't get paid. Uh, you don't, I, I, I wasn't called by my name through, through the whole production. <laughs> I was, they never called me by my name. It's like, hey, you, come here. Hey, you, get this. Hey, you, go get that. That's all you get when you're intern, basically. And, and it's okay. It's fine. You have to start out somewhere. Um, but at least I was on the set. I see how things were working, how the actors rehearsed, how they, you know, how Spike directed. So I got to see that. It's a stepping stone. You, you use, it's like with anything, your intern. Um, for any position, you're the low person on the totem pole. Absolutely, you have to you have to work you have to work your way up, and this is the way you do it. You have to have experience under your belt. You go from that, then you do something else in another project. You work your way up to a production assistant. You start moving up, moving up, moving up until you are where I'm at. And um, you have a picture uh, scheduled to come out next year. 
Can you tell us about that? Last year's coming out this year. It's a sense of purpose fighting for our lives. It deals with um, veterans, PTSD, and military sexual assault. It's going to be coming out this year, actually, probably in a few weeks. On um, video on demand. So it seems like for what's going on this year, that's like the perfect title for any kind of film or TV show. I mean, that's really like the perfect title. Well, yeah. I mean, it is a it's a title because again, like. Well, the movie, these veterans who are dealing with PTSD are trying to find their, their sense of purpose. You know, they come home from military life and they have to try to acclimate back into society. Uh, and sometimes it's hard for them to assimilate because they're dealing with PTSD and they're dealing with uh, sexual trauma. Um, so with that in their mindset, it's hard to relate back to their families, to their community, to their, to their loved ones, to their friends. You know, even if people are trying to help them, Again, it comes down to them wanting to get the help that they need to try to get better. So, you know, the movie is it's a feature film. It's not a documentary, but it is inspired by true events. And so, um, well, like I said, that is like the perfect title for what's going on this year. And um, so, having, so let me ask you this. Do you still struggle from time to time with PTSD and uh, your past? I mean, does it ever still kind of... Um, affect you from from time to time no and, and I'm, I'm i'm blessed i'm blessed that that is not the case but again it comes back to that yoga and meditation <laughs> i'm telling you that's been a lifesaver uh for me that that i was able to first of all get the therapy that i needed first and then from there move on to more of a spiritual element with the, the yoga and, and the meditation that helps keep me grounded when I'm feeling, if I am getting feeling kind of anxious, I know how to do certain breathing exercises to bring the anxiety level down to keep me, you know, in the right frame of mind that I need to be. So I, I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate that I found something that really works for me. Um, so I'm, I'm good. So, yeah. That's great. That's great. I mean, you've done something that I guess that a lot of people um, are still kind of searching for. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I try. Like I said, if they reach out to me, I try to try to help them and 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 like I explain to them what the mind, body, and spirit connection is about. Because you know, you physically you want to be physically fit and healthy. Um, I teach them about how to eat properly. Even if they don't want to be a vegan, they could be more plant based, which just means less meat, less dairy, eat more veggies, eat more fruit. <laughs> you know, like vegetarian um, or something. The vegetarian. Um, that's healthy as well, but you know, eventually they try to cut out more of the dairy and the and the uh, meat because it's scientific and medical facts that those things do cause diseases. And part of the diseases is mental health issues. People don't know that. They don't know that a lot of the foods that we eat, the toxic food that we eat, the fried food, the processed food, not only does it increase your risk of getting diabetes and heart attack and stroke and all that. It, it increases your your level of getting anxiety and depression. I actually know that, not, but, you know what? I actually did not know that myself. Um, yeah. oh, I'm yeah. going to yeah. uh, cut down now on my fried food intake. <laughs> please, please. <Yeah. laughs> so, um, Julian, I have one more uh, question for you, ma'am, and um, I do absolutely appreciate mm -hmm. you uh, doing doing my show. Um, what advice do you? Uh, yeah, I was like, go ahead, go ahead. What you saying, Michael? Go ahead. So, so what's that? No, I said go ahead. What you want to say? Oh, okay. 
what what advice would you give to someone who wants to get into entertainment? Um, you know, like I said, it depends on what you want to do in the business. But if you want to be an actor, obviously you need to study acting. It's good to take some courses. It's good to look online, to see YouTube videos, to see study acting. It's a craft, so you have to study. Don't think you're just going to jump out there and you know become the next you know Denzel Washington or the next Tom Cruise or whatever. You you have to study your craft, and it takes time. It takes time. You have to go out on auditions. You have to be able to deal with rejection because you want to get that a lot in this business. Um, also, if you want to be a writer, same concept. You need to take courses. You need to study. You need to read hundreds and hundreds of scripts so you know how to properly write a script. Um, so that's important. Uh, and if you want to just do crew work or you want to get on a crew, start with being an intern. You know, Start there like I did. Work your way up to a production assistant, and then you can find out which exactly which way you want to go in the film business. If you want to be a director of photography, if you want to do lighting, if you want to do sound, then you need to study those crafts specifically. Take some courses. Um, you got to invest. You got to put some money out and invest into your craft. You can't just try to do everything for free because sometimes you just need to take some courses that you want to pay out your pocket. Um, you can go to school if you want to go to a four-year university. But th- these days, you don't really have to get a degree in this business. There's so many courses that you can do online or go into workshops uh, once this course is up. But in the meantime, you can be studying at home. So and you have to start studying now is the time yeah. to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no better time than now. But anyway, yeah. all right. Well, Jillian, I do want to promote uh, your film one more time. What's the name of it? It's called A Sense of Purpose, Fighting for Our Lives. And and where where can it, where can people see it at? In a couple of weeks, I'll be advertising. It'll be on Video On Demand. It'll be on Amazon On Demand. It'll be on Vimeo On Demand. So I'll just be, you know, putting it out there on social media in a couple of weeks. Okay, sounds good. Well, we will definitely be looking out for it then. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Jillian. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Michael. Take care. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you like what you heard, tell your friends and have them like the Great Scott Podcast Facebook page. That's where you can find information on Mike's upcoming entertainment podcasts.